from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello and welcome to Talking Catholic, the official podcast of the Camden Diocese. This is Mary McCusker, one of the Talking Catholic co-hosts. And a very happy new year. I was just told that this is the first podcast of two of 2020. So happy new year and happy new decade. <laughs> yeah, and I'm it is here a happy with new year. Uh, the other host, Mike Walsh. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? That's good. I'm I am pleased that we're finally in the winter season. I was uh, I was I made my first fire in the house the other night. It was nice and cold. This is my kind of weather. This is cold, brisk, brit, brittle weather. It's, well, feel like this you're gonna weekend go it's going to be close to 70 degrees. That is not my kind of weather. I don't like that kind of weather. God, you're a psychopath. I know. It's the, it's the worst. <laughs> well, when you're a person of size like myself, cold has a lot of benefits. You wear a lot of clothing. You just know, it's hides all, everything. It just, it's perfect. It's good. It must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So uh, we're, we're back over at uh, your house today. This is nice. Yes, not here we house. are in Camden at um, Catholic Charities headquarters at um, 1845 Haddon Avenue. So we're not stuck in the, uh, the vault. That's right. You can. You we have a nice open room. No, no vault anxiety for you this time. I know that. That soon as that vault door closes, you you're less than thrilled. Yeah, my heart starts uh, palpitating and I start sweating. It's it's not a pretty picture. <laughs> Much rather be here. Yes, well, this is my me too. my home territory. I call this my home away from home. I, everyone knows. I've I've said this to everyone. Whenever I'm having a bad day, I like to come over to Catholic Charities and all the good that's being done over here just fills my heart. I hang out with the case managers a little bit, see some of the clients, talk to you guys. It's uh. Really Rainbows and butterflies. It, you know, listen, the, the <laughs> work times, the work that's done at the Catholic Charities is difficult work. You know, in my line of work, we, we will often say, you know, we're not saving babies, but in some, often that's not the case in this side. You guys actually are saving babies and saving fa- families, and and really doing doing the Lord's work here in in Camden and all throughout South Jersey. And for you and me, we get to highlight that, but we're not the ones actually doing it. We're not doing the work, although we do like to talk to the folks that are doing a lot of the work when we're here, and we're doing that again today. Just remind me, how many offices are in South Jersey? Is it six? Six total. Yeah, six total offices throughout the... No, actually, I'm sorry. Six counties, nine offices. Six total. counties, nine offices. All right, there you go. I knew a there was a six territory. in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we're actually having this is a special episode for me because um, we finally gotten the what I lovingly refer to as the white whale on the the person who has been able to to avoid being interviewed. <laughs> Did you just call him a whale? I did. Well, wow. That's more of a reference to Moby Dick than his, si- his size or coloring. But uh, <laughs> but he's been able to avoid us highlighting him. For, I've, been, I've been working for the diocese for four years now, and, and he's been able to avoid the microphone all this time, and yet he's the, the second in command here. I give him a lot of credit. It's true. Our guest today... Um, I'll introduce him in a minute because his title is a mouthful, but is Dr. Andy Zamuda, uh, who has been here for a very long time and has seen, um, overseen so many different programs and knows more about this place than I think anybody. But he's an expert at avoiding any type of highlight or spotlight <laughs> and especially something like this. I wish I could... Uh, I could hold a camera to his face right now because <laughs> every article I said, can I get a quote from you about this? Can I tell a story about this amazing work you did? No, 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 no. He just, 
is one of the most humble people and to an infuriating level for people like you and me who mm-hmm. are supposed to be highlighting the, the so good welcome. works. So welcome. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Mary and Mike, and I feel the love. Yeah, it's good true. Yeah. So many projects we've worked on, Andy's been a part of, and we've high, I would say that probably a third of our podcasts, maybe more, have been Catholic Charities related. It's true. And um, yeah. Andy and has never made it on. this is the guy behind so. so much of it. <laughs> Andy, I don't know what she did to you to get you go on here, but thank you for thank you for whatever blackmail you were able to pull off, Mary. That was good. <laughs> well, somebody bailed this week. Cough, That's cough, true. Cindy LeBron. But we'll get to her. So uh, Andy stepped in last minute. So thank, thank you very, you very much, much, Andy. Andy. Thrilled to be here. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit of you know our, my experience with Catholic Charities and. Um, the the sort of being a voice representative of of all of the uh, the great work that we do here that 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 brings a, a great amount of joy to me so I'm thrilled to be here oh I'm so glad now can you tell us your full title because I know I'll butcher it and I know there's a couple titles involved sure here. <laughs> so it's the director of program operations and integration uh, when I uh, assumed this role a number of years ago, our executive director, Kevin Hickey, uh, and I talked about what the priority for this this sort of operations uh, manager, if you will, uh, would be, and integration was such an important part of that. So we have, in, in some cases, dozens of different programs, and we we work really hard to make sure that you know, sort of the left hand and the right hand know what we're doing. And, and yeah. it, it's it, it's absolutely consistent with our mission as a Catholic agency that the, the best way to empower our clients is to empower our, our staff, our mm-hmm. employees. And one of the ways to do that is through through knowledge, through giving them the resources that they need to be able to deliver the resources to our our clients that we serve mm-hmm. and and integration is is one of the the most powerful ways to do that so yeah. it's intentional and it and i think it's um um it's been you know fruitful in in producing some decent results yeah i'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy and that has that. to be hard i mean when you have six counties each each county has different problems you know with the same mission for every county each program has different needs different staff different clients um different goals and funders and bringing all of that together and i mean that that has to be hard i can't imagine anybody but you doing it <laughs> i wouldn't be able to do that in a million years <laughs> well it certainly has its challenges and and you know we're, we're unique in our work um, because of our of our Catholic identity, um, we share um, our social work and social services uh, work with a lot of other really good nonprofit agencies in 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 the southern six counties. But what makes us really, I think, special and set apart and unique is is the the extra um, sense of purpose, um, and that includes, I think, an extra effort. Uh, one of the things that we like to, because of our Catholic identity and, and our our Catholic mandate, and one of the things that we like to talk about in, in staff meetings and director meetings that we try to sort of use as one of our mantras is that when, when others say no, we say yes. Mm-hmm. And that can be particularly challenging. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that we always have the answer that will solve the problem, but we, we always want to, at the very least, <clears throat> be able to... Um, work with with our clients so that they feel 
that there is there is some support, some help, some assistance mm-hmm. that that somebody cares in a, in a special way and is is walking with them in in some some of the most difficult and challenging parts of their right. lives and and seeing the uh, you know there's there's a lot of uh, sort of scriptural. Uh, uh, components to our work, but but being able to uh, be reflective of Matthew twenty five and, sure. and um, giving to someone who was hungry or thirsty or imprisoned in, in right. a very direct and, and personal way. Yeah, and I think that's part of what makes your role um, so unique. In addition to supervising all of the different directors in the different counties, I know you've had a lot of hands on encounters with our clients themselves. So I imagine that gives you a unique perspective, you know, as a supervisor and a, and a leader. Um, it, it reminds me of tax season, which is coming up, which everyone's about to uh, stop the podcast now because nobody <laughs> likes to hear about taxes, but that is a classic example. Um, you've been involved in our, in our tax program, for example, for, I don't know when it actually started. I believe this but, is our eighth year. Eight years, yeah. wow. Yeah. And that's just one element of, um, oh, well, the asset development program, right? But we can get to that later. But I wanted to uh, to ask about, for example, tax seasons coming up, right? So each year, um, you know, we get different people involved with this, right? So we have, um, which, which schools are it? Or which schools are involved this year in our diocese? This year we have... Uh, two high schools involved as uh, uh, as volunteers. We have Bishop Eustace and Camden Catholic. And uh, between the two schools, we'll have uh, close to 20 student volunteers. These are juniors and seniors that uh, that are trained in preparing taxes. And they will they'll come to uh, our location here on Haddon Avenue um, at least every Saturday throughout tax season and spend six or eight hours here uh, as volunteer tax preparers. Mm-hmm. They they go through what amounts to about a 40-hour training between some online components. The IRS has some really wonderful training, uh, e-training that, that is really adaptable for, for high school students who are just so intuitive about e-learning these days. And we do some live uh, training on at the school sites and then uh, they, they, there's a certification test. There's actually three certification tests that they go for, go through, and they are as well prepared as uh, as 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 any tax preparer. I'm not going to say that they're CPA <laughs> level, but, but but in terms of doing uh, more than just the basic uh, tax tax uh, returns, they're they're yeah. quite uh, quite astute, and they do yeah. an excellent job. And I've been involved with this the past few years in yes. my role as a communicator. You know, it's so a lot of storytelling, but having that opportunity to like, you know, see clients face to face. Yes, Mike, he's looking at me in shock. I know how to prepare taxes. Well, I, I was, was trained. As a fellow wordsmith, <laughs> we're not known for our numbers ability. I had I know, to marry somebody. I almost bombed accounting and I probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast. But yeah, that was the only class I almost failed in college was uh accounting um, i hated excel i hated numbers i hated everything <laughs> so i thought i was going to hate taxes but you get to see clients one-on-one and have that i don't know what the word is for it you know that encounter with them and yeah. 
talking to well, them, you know, and these are the people that we represent at the agency, and ultimately the people we serve. And let's face it, if you're not familiar with doing your taxes, or for that matter, doing taxes, period, um, it can be frightening, particularly when you know that you can be audited or something negative yeah. can go on. Plus, it's plus it's they are. I'm, I'm sure the e-learning is very good, but let's, I, when I look at that tax form, it might as well all be in Greek to me. I'm like, I do well, not know. Well, you married an accountant. Yes, so which helps. You have she nothing. translates. <laughs> but um, I'm but just these joking. kids are wizards. I mean, they. I ask them for help, and that speaks volumes to their intelligence, not my... Uh, Lack of intelligence. The, uh, <laughs> they really are great. But, you kids. know, I'm curious what which of the what clients come in for for that kind of work. Like you so, serviced a lot of different kind of clients. We do, and this is uh, this is a program designated by the IRS, and it's the 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 moniker is VITA, V I T A, and it's it stands for Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, and it's designed for individuals individuals or families who are below a certain income threshold. I think this year it's $57,000 uh, uh, as a gross income. And so um, these, are, these are families, individuals and families that um, the IRS has identified uh, for primarily two things. Number one, um, folks that may not otherwise file taxes mm-hmm. and those that uh, would likely qualify for tax credits and refunds that would help as uh, as an asset development and asset builder um, so so helping them to use those refunds and credits to to create savings and and even investment in school or or other types of asset building um, programs or even just becoming banked for the first time yeah. mm-hmm. opening a savings account or a checking account um, it's it's a it's a kind of an innovative way that the IRS is trying to trying to assist in that way so that that fits beautifully with the folks that we serve mm-hmm. um, so we're not preparing tax returns with you know with like k1s and we, we do mm-hmm. work with folks that are um, that have uh, some some investments and some uh, small they, they have their own business and we can help them at, at an advanced level do that but for the most part it's a lot of retirees mm-hmm. a lot of uh, working families I mean you can imagine right it's uh, it's the working uh, um, working individuals and the other there, there are a lot of good um, tax preparations agencies that, that people can go to. One of the other advantages of, of using um, a program like this is um, it, that sometimes the filing fees can be a little uh, onerous mm-hmm. for a family mm-hmm. to afford. Even if they get a significant refund, they count on that refund as part of their household income right. for the year. Um, our services are free, so they save that, that tax prep uh, money, but we also are able to do uh, electronic filing, which th- then we can also do direct deposit, so they could get their refunds just as quickly as they would um, with any other any other service. So it, it helps to kind of normalize that experience for them, and 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 even put a put a few dollars back into their pocket um, sure. that they might otherwise have to spend to do that. Right. How did you, how were you able to make this? I mean, the program itself is great but how are you able to incorporate the high school kids into this like where did that genesis come from that's a that's a terrific question i um i like to ask those yeah (laughs) and i I wish i had a terrific answer um i i i i honestly don't remember i i think we had a um 
so so Catholic charities from time to time will get uh, Catholic uh, school high schools that will come in to to uh, volunteer either on a weekend or and I think it was during one of those uh, those engagements that uh, we we were talking with um, somebody I think it was at Bishop it was at Bishop Eustace because they were the first school to to uh, to to do this with us and one thing led to another and and um, I think they felt confident that there were there was enough training that the students could feel com- comfortable it, it meets their obligation for um, uh, their their like service, service project, their service yeah. project. Yeah. and uh, actually to be honest I think it the the the, the the dirty little secret was that <laughs> that they could get all of their hours through this program in a very short amount of time and and there was they were which allowed them to then not have to do like all of the rest of the service throughout the year if they didn't if they didn't want to so because it, it, it is it is it is a lot of time in a short it amount is. of time yeah. instead of two hours a week over the course of the year they're doing in some cases eight ten twelve hours mm-hmm. in one week mm-hmm. and, oh. and so it's a major commitment i'm but, fine with that i'm a big proponent of yeah. efficiency you can narrow that yeah. that time frame down that's but great you know for what? people some of them came back even after they fulfilled their hours i remember that last year and it's interesting hearing their perspective um you know they're sitting across from people sometimes their age i remember a specific encounter yeah. with a kid who kid kids these days I sound so old <laughs> but with this uh, high school student who uh, was filing taxes for somebody not much older than him and um, this this client was actually the head of household um, so he was you know the one responsible for providing for his mother and his yeah. sisters and I remember this the student preparing them was kind of just floored by this but then they had a conversation and Seeing moments like that of, you know, that encounter and, you know, I didn't go to a a Catholic school in South Jersey, but I grew up at a, at, you know, I went to Eastern, a wealthy mm-hmm. high school, and, you know, we didn't get exposed to any type of encounters like that. So it really is a great opportunity for the students, too. And they handle it very well, I think. It's one of the, the best parts of of the program. I love that we can provide the service and help people to to uh, build their their own personal assets and and help with the the stress of getting taxes yeah. done. Those are all wonderful reasons to do it. But one of the the biggest benefits is is to is to see how it helps to transform through this engagement. Right. These the the students who um, who are so generous in their time and and to watch, you know, on Saturdays, moms and dads bring them in the morning, early in the morning, drop mm-hmm. them off and pick them up, and you know, there's there, it's a it's a it's a significant sacrifice yeah. for you know two and a half or three months. Yeah. But to watch how how. Uh, Generous and and even gentle and respectful they are with with clients, uh, taking it very seriously, but treating treating it with um, you know with I, I, you know they, they they sort of treat it as if it was their own parents or grandparents they're it's working true. with. It's true. Right? It's true. And we don't we don't we talk a little bit about that, but we don't teach that. That's right. sort of a natural part of 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 how they engage. And 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 I think it helped. I loved Mary. I loved what you said to that that reminding me that you know that we've had students who have graduated and then. And come back and volunteered. Um, this, I think, continues to be a part of their their formation yeah, and who absolutely. they are, and connecting that with their faith. Absolutely, and, yeah. and helping them to understand the mission of Catholic Charities and as as part of the the Church in South Jersey, and how this this connects them to that redemptive work, mm-hmm. right? And and being able to be a part of uh, somebody's lives in a very special way, and 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 it's 
there's a lot of wonderful service pro- projects and and helping out at a at a food pantry or even like the cathedral kitchen and even getting to know people but here you get to hear that they're married or they're divorced or they have these kids or how much they made jobs, exactly yeah. and you get into their lives right. in ways that you will never that paper says a lot and, <laughs> that exactly. they bring in and and people You're right. People trust you, and they talk about these things, and you get to know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been, you know, people who who after they get their taxes done, I mean, for a half an hour, forty five minutes, and they'll hug the students. Oh, I know. Almost to a person, they ask, "Oh, where do you go to school? And where, what are you thinking about going to college? And we can't believe that you know, you're seventeen or sixteen and doing this. And and but there's no no worry. Like they know they're trained and they do a great job. I'm and, actually getting teary. Yeah. I just yeah. remembering wow. this. Like it really is a. A moving experience yeah. for them and, yeah. and witnessing that yeah. engagement and and um and on top of all yeah. of that in terms of fulfilling the operational mission of catholic charities they do great work they do and we have uh, we partner with an organization in in actually out of uh, pennsylvania called pathways pa that has that helped us to get started and has um really been our liaison and even mentor in a lot of ways to to make sure that we do really good work uh, we get a small stipend from them every year to do it and uh, I mean it, it helps to buy donuts for you know for clients or whatever on Saturday mornings right. but it, it um, and it's been uh, they've been very encouraging and um, the uh, we, we I think last year so we, we started out I think our first year we did f- maybe 40 or 50 tax returns over the last few years we've averaged just under 300 mm. tax returns um and and we're one of the only providers in in the city of camden that that right. that does this um and i think we're the only one that will do it year round so yeah. we're listed mm-hmm. on the irs website yeah. if somebody has a, an issue in july or august they can call us and we'll still continue to do that now we don't advertise that Obviously, we want people to get their taxes done within the the, right, the time right. frame, but but we do work with a lot of a lot of folks that that need to go back in previous years or who have problems with previous year tax returns that we can help to. Um, um, mm-hmm. to help them to maybe get some resolution to. Yeah, it's a shame to see every now and then there's somebody who um, has, um, you know, they went to a kind of like a. I don't want to say scammer, but they went to somebody who um, maybe was trying to trick them and maybe they didn't know any better and suddenly they happened to owe the IRS thousands of dollars that they shouldn't, you know... I know I've knocked on your door a few times saying, uh, I really need your help with this case because uh, there's no way this person can, can pay this amount. And they, I say, who stories. did you go to? There are the horror yeah, stories, yeah. you know, but I know you end up um, quality checking every single return. We do. We so do. you're the, yeah. you've really become a tax expert in addition to everything else. <laughs> do, do you get other volunteers beyond the, uh, this, the high school kids? We have, uh, from time to time, uh, uh, individuals will, will will contact the IRS directly and say, "I'd like to like to serve in in the Camden area," and we've been able to help get them connected with um, with our work. A lot of times, the schedules may not work, so Saturdays aren't necessarily convenient. 
uh, for them. But if, if we can't facilitate that, we'll help them get connected with someone else, maybe in one of the other counties that can do that with them. But for the most part, it's, it's, uh, it's primarily students. We have a few staff mm-hmm. that volunteer their time. I think six or seven. Mary has, has been uh, very generous in her time over the, over the past several years that will come in on, on Saturdays and help to supervise and, and even do tax returns and, and make sure there's a, a high quality outcome. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're, we're always open to, uh, to folks who are interested in, in helping. There's, there's another area of, of volunteer opportunity here um, in, in sort of, I'll call it sort of hospitality. So as, as individuals show up on a Saturday to get their returns done, uh, we we help we have to make copies of their their paperwork and help them to fill out all the forms and that can take a little while and having people who may not be comfortable doing tax returns but would love to do that kind of work mm-hmm. we always need um, as many people as we can to help you know greet people and, yeah. and help them to get prepared so there's 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 a place for everyone there really is yeah, yeah. and it's good the kids uh, they keep us young it's interesting hearing the the yeah. side conversations they have about you know what's trending and i'm like oh my gosh i'm i'm getting so old <laughs> i can't relate to these kids yeah. anymore <laughs> but it's, you get used it's, to it. Don't it's worry nice about it, being around the young the young yeah, kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that so that's really a, a program that's certainly going to be on your radar in the next couple of months as yeah. we prepare and for that's tax part day. of the um the IDA program, the asset. De- Can you tell us a little bit about the so bigger? Fits, yeah, sure. It fits picture. within our overall asset development programs, right? We so we again we look at the the opportunity to help clients build a savings or use their refunds or, or credits to to d- increase their own personal financial assets, um, and then we have uh, other programs that fit within the asset development uh, category of of programs. You mentioned the IDA program, which is uh, uh, short for Individual Development Account. Uh, this is a, effectively a matched savings program. Uh, we've operated a matched savings program for, I think, probably the last 10 or 12 years now. Wow. Um, we've had them uh, specific to uh, certain uh, client demographics. So, for instance, refugee IDA program, and then more broadly over the last uh, eight or eight or nine years um, uh, with with individuals and families that uh, that would qualify based on their income. So this, mm-hmm. th- there's a certain threshold of of what would be considered uh, lower income families mm-hmm. that, that this is a vehicle to help them to build their their net worth, their assets through home ownership, mm-hmm. through post-secondary education, or through uh, starting or expanding a small business. Right. And there's been a lot of success with that. So basically, it's for every dollar they put away into the account, I don't want to get too bogged down in all the the details behind this, but they they save a dollar and in turn receive a dollar for every one they save. So they actually, in in our program, they actually get two dollars for every dollar they save. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the investment is is matched two to one. Right, right. And that must be so helpful for people trying to start businesses, like you said, going back to school, getting a home. I mean, that's that's so important and the value of, of saving and having that ability to... And how is that? How is that program supported? It's it's supported. There's a uh, the the federal government has had a demonstration project called Assets for Independence that, unfortunately, was suspended uh, a, a few years ago. Um, 
there's some talk of, of, of reestablishing it, but we were a grantee through this Assets for Independence program. And in order to participate in that, um, for every dollar that the federal government provided, you had to have a non-federal dollar and match. So we were able to um, identify resources through, uh, through some uh, non-restricted funding. Um, uh, some of it came from organizations like United Way and a few other foundations mm-hmm. that were very generous in helping us to to do this. Yeah. Um, so we've been able to, over over three grant periods, uh, have about three hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars in in both federal and then also three hundred fifty thousand in non federal matched. So those those are the two sources. Each one of them providing a dollar mm-hmm. wow. per dollar that the individual saves. Yeah. And I know I've interviewed a couple of these clients before who. Um, I know one of them uh, started his own business, uh, Mr. Waters. I remember Mm -hmm. him. um, And just hearing him, just seeing him light up the way he talked about how excited he was to own his own business, how he's always dreamed of this. And he talked about, you know, um, I want to provide for my family. He was born and raised in Camden and just, you know, had that ambition and fire. And the way he kind of took off with with this program was just amazing to hear and I know there's been so many success stories um, that families and individuals have had is there is there a favorite one or a, a recent one you can think of there, <laughs> there's been a they're, lot they're over the years right? yeah. I mean, you, you get you get to you get so so close with with um, folks that are working on this it's not it's not a uh, an easy project or yeah. uh, it's not an easy program to to be successful and it requires um, in some cases, 18 to 24 months of a commitment of saving. It's designed, it's intentionally designed to help change savings behaviors for individuals and mm-hmm. families. So it's not a quick in, quick out kind of thing, right. right? Part of it is helping them to establish better savings habits. And part of that then is, is done over the course of a, a certain amount of time. They, they receive a lot of support, case management, mm-hmm. um, and but also a lot of... Uh, um, I, I hate to use the word financial education, but it, what it amounts to, we talk a lot about the different areas of what it means to to earn, to mm-hmm. budget, to to spend, to save right. um, their resources, whether it's a, a, a job or a public benefit or a, some other kind of asset and how they deploy those assets right. and how they both both historically uh culturally and thinking of all the different uh, variables that that you know that you can imagine the difference between a a 22 year old young woman and a and a 57 year old uh man and how right. they see money and their history with money and so we we work with them to to come to uh, understand what what assets and money means to them and how they um their relationship with it so yeah. that takes that takes time to to uh, to help uh work through that process and that's so important and that's I don't know about you guys. I never had a class on that in high school. Budgeting, no. taxes, basic understanding of saving and spending. Credit, insurance. Credit, like, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. all. Just, I didn't even know what that was, frankly, until a few years ago. Like it, some of these concepts. And I went to college. Like, you know what I mean? No, no, people grow up without an understanding of this stuff. And imagine people who haven't had an education yeah. or haven't had... Um, you know, family members who have ever had a bank account. I mean, things like that. Um, 
people who live in poverty just don't have those those resources and, and you understanding. Know, you you make a good point. You know, it, it's not about intelligence. It's about yeah. um, it's about having. It, okay, so I now understand all this stuff. But it took twenty years of marriage to an accountant <laughs> to to be able for me to understand it. In my early years, much like you, I mean, I, good grades. You know, yeah. went to college the whole bit. Um, well, not necessarily good grades in college, but prior to that, I had good <laughs> grades. And um, I, uh, but I never had any of that banking training. I yeah. really didn't understand. My, when I first met my wife, <laughs> I used to keep. I used she to probably keep, thought you were a dummy. <laughs> she did, and I don't. And that's not an insult because I was. Um, I used to keep all of my my statements, uh, not all my statements, but I used to keep my finances on on a folded up piece of um, a folded up post it. And kept it in my wallet, and that was how I kept track of my. Oh, my even bank that gives me anxiety, yeah. Mike. Well, Come was, on. <laughs> and, and it was, and I didn't grow up wealthy. Yeah. It wasn't like we, we were loaded with money or anything right. like that. I really didn't have any training, and this isn't a shot at my parents. This is just, yeah, because of the manner in which I grew up. It just wasn't. Uh, this wasn't something I was focusing right. on. Um, I was plenty destitute, but I, I didn't <laughs> have, I didn't have that connection. So being able to provide that kind of stuff. All right, so we've talked about the great work we've done with the high school students or the, the Catholic Charities has done with the high school students, teaching them the tax accounting or how to be uh, how, to, how to do taxes, as well as working with these clients and mm-hmm. educating them on how to do their taxes. But then here's another program where we're cre- you're creating self-sufficiency for, right. for in, in very technical, for most people, very technical areas that are easy for... Uh, I mean, let's face it, even in me, like I have to do my monthly account, my monthly expense report, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Man, it's the the thing I want to do least in the world, and it, I, I hate it. Even being a, a director of a program myself, you know, going through all those numbers, it, sure. I'm a words person, just like you, man. Yep. Th- that is where you know I, I can write a press release, I can write a story, I can take pictures, I can do all that stuff. Getting in the numbers is just not something that I was yeah. trained at. It's not something I enjoy doing. But for a lot of people, you got to do it. And right. if you want to be a small business owner in particular, which is still Oof. the cornerstone of, of a lot of Amer of a lot of Americana. These are the things that are going to keep you in business, right? You know, so it ends up being real important, uh, and not, and I mean for for all sorts of people, but in particular people who are trying to rise up, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, which is quite frankly, every, almost all of your clients. Yeah, you know? yeah. You you bring up a great point, Mike, and one of the ways that we've addressed that anxiety that comes with that in our own ability to teach that and do that. I mean, for the most part, we're social workers. We're you know we. We know how to do, you know, social work and and deliver social services, and this is this is a little bit outside of that that <clears throat> traditional sphere, if you will. Um, we have we've we've been using a program developed by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau called Your Money, Your Goals. Mm-hmm. The reason there's there's a lot of good programs out there that deliver financial education, financial empowerment, these these curriculums. The reason we've landed with this number one is that it's it's Produced by the CFPB, which has an, an incredible amount of other resources in terms of consumer protection and advocacy that is that's really helpful. So we can help to make referrals and have a relationship with them in that regard. But but it's designed for frontline social work staff. So so the person that's literally that's doing an intake with someone that's coming in for, let's say, assistance with a utility bill, can sit with that person and within 20 minutes have a conversation with them about any topic, and we're, we're trained in doing this, it could be about credit score, mm-hmm. about insurance, or about budgeting, or about employment. The, the way that it's designed <clears throat> helps to empower 
us and our staff to be able to deliver it that way. And it's um, it's it's done in a in a very uh, uh, straightforward uh, and but but then has in a straightforward way, but has a lot of support behind it. So if we felt like you needed to leave them with some supporting information or lists of websites or mm-hmm. you know things that we just don't have time or, or the mm-hmm. the intensity to do with them, they they leave with that that information, and that's another part of empowering them, right? And then helping them to to maybe walk a little bit on their own, but having someone that cared. And and it has pointed them in, yeah. in the right direction. Um, so so we manage that anxiety in in healthy ways for ourselves to be able to do that. And it, and it was one of the biggest obstacles that I I was. So all of our uh, all of our staff have been trained in in your money your goals. And one of the biggest obstacles was staff saying, well, w- why am I going to do this when uh. when. I'm not sure I understand this myself. And quite frankly, I have I was just a lot of the same. I my head thinking, right? I don't really know. A lot stuff. of us suffer from the very same ills that, that the folks that we work with suffer from. And yeah. and, yeah. and so we talk about that and we, we deal with it and, yeah. and we work through it. And, and then sometimes, you know, it can be um, it can be really empowering and, and transformative for folks that we work to, our colleagues. It's true. I remember um, my dad has always told me the importance of saving and you know save for retirement the second you get your first paycheck I'm like yeah 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 and kind of just tuned in and out but then uh, I think my first year working here I was like oh god I probably should have listened to him a little bit more (laughs) because I need to start saving for retirement and I was too I hope my dad does not listen to this podcast or my mom for that matter (laughs) but it was Andy I went to I said I am I don't know who to ask this question to about saving for retirement my dad's told me about it my mom's told me about it I haven't really paid attention and I don't know anything about it so even like I can under and but that's me I don't do social work but yeah just basic things like that um Mary, you know, it's so I, important I, to, and well, Andy I'm, gave me advice and I felt <laughs> yeah, but I didn't feel embarrassed because that's the type of person you I'm are you he, never I'm so glad you brought that up because it 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 really connects to this theme and when you talk about money especially when we talk about it in the context of 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 so the example that you're using is like just not knowing, which is which is one thing. But then, um, can you imagine not knowing and also being in in trapped in a in a condition of poverty, oh, right? Yeah, where you and have it, no one it, to go to, and or it brings ask. so much shame. With right. It, right, right, and and one of the things that we we are we are conscientious and intentional and, and is, is to just help to to get rid of that that shame that there's no judgment that we're you know, we're all we all walk together in this, mm-hmm. right? And and um, and and so confronting that as as colleagues is is like I used the word before, empowering and healthy mm-hmm. and those kind of things. But it creates a healthy environment for people to 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 work with. And 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 that's that's perfectly consistent with what a Catholic agency should be doing right. in terms of advocating and empowering. And um, it 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 gets to to the heart of of some of these really difficult issues for, yeah. for folks and, and that's why andy it. is the director i mean just hearing him talk about this it speaks volumes to you know well, the type back, of leader he is and it goes back to something we said about um the, the staff here at catholic charities i've said and repeatedly is that um they're you know everyone's so great aren't we well the truth <laughs> of the matter is it is it's true it's like I, you know I, I come here for a reason to to you know reboot my own spirituality from time to time it's only because 
in my line of work, I have to deal with a lot of negative things that, that are focused mm, on the Catholic true. Church. And But everything you do here is good. Everything, the, the entirety of this this organization is to do good out in the world. I mean, heck, you just came back from Jacksonville where you were being trained on disaster relief. Yep. How did that go, by the way? We haven't talked about it since you've, you've been back. It was great. At first, when uh, Mr. Hickey said, Would, is this something you'd be interested in? And I looked it up. I said, this is about disaster preparedness. And um, I said, well, I'm in communications and, and marketing. But little did I know just how much that can be um, wrapped up in disaster preparedness. Because once I looked at the workshops that Catholic Charities USA was offering, I said, so much of this is up my alley. Yeah. You know, communications plans before, during, after when a disaster does strike, whether it's Sandy, I feel like every I feel like the world's on fire right now between Australia, Puerto Rico just got hit with a bunch of hurricanes or I'm sorry, earthquake. earthquake. Yeah. Two earthquakes, I think. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, this training it was a great opportunity to bring Catholic Charities uh staff from all over the country to Jacksonville um to learn uh more about best practices when it comes to um preparing your communities for disasters. Um, and there was something for everyone. It wasn't just people who whose main role was, um, you know, planning out, like Melissa Herska, for example, mm -hmm. uh, one of our colleagues, she w had a huge hand in rebuilding um, Atlantic County after Hurricane Sandy hit. Um, so I always thought it was these types of trainings were just for people like her but I mean it's a really all hands on deck type of thing and yeah. they said and this stuck with me they said the best time to prepare for a disaster is is now yeah, well <laughs> you that's know absolutely right because yeah. it's better to have a, a plan in place beforehand obviously and truthfully when you when you think about that, that's actually not a surprise to me that there was so much communications related to oh, that you would have loved it oh, I mean sure I everything have. from press releases to this yeah. is how you interact with the government and that I mean it was it was really informative well, like we were going like Andy was saying before like principally everyone who works here is a some form of a of a social worker, not you and I, but everyone, Mary, but some everyone else. I wish I was. Well, there's. I don't time. have the. I, I'd be crying with the clients, though. <laughs> I get Mary too emotional. <laughs> she does. That is a very good point. She has the heart of a social worker. Um, but but it's true. I mean, most of the people who work here are social workers, so there is no mindset towards communications. But communications in a disaster is very tricky. Um, there was actually the government. I almost started it a few years ago, and then I got. I went to decide to get my master's degree instead but they were giving a 13-week certification course a FEMA was a 13-week certif mm. certification course just in disaster communications um, because in the midst when you were in the midst of something like that the last thing you're thinking about is you're thinking about how to keep the lights on and people fed clothed right. dry yeah. things like that not how do I talk to the media and from that, how do I start getting donor support? Mm -hmm. That was um, another big as topic, another element, right. which is when Superstorm Sandy hit here. That was something that this Catholic Charities was re oh, well yeah. remarked was how well they were able to get their donor uh, base to begin helping to support those victims in Atlanta County. Yeah. In addition to all the other uh, everything and else, you that was probably being done. saw a lot of that too, Andy. Yeah. You were here for that, and yeah. Kevin Hickey was running our Facebook at that time, which That's always gives so me a good laugh. I know it's terrifying and hilarious. But I remember him saying, you know, he was posting pictures. I'm like, I can't imagine him even working Facebook. But <laughs> but I know you were here for that, too, Andy. Yeah. And 
Um, but yeah, it, but you're right. All you, the yeah, tools being, you need to be prepared yeah. for that. And, and that, that is, I mean, for our listeners as well, uh, the, the way you prepare for disaster and any, any negative, any crisis is to make sure you're prepared before mm-hmm. the thing hits because you'll never see it coming. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't had a crisis yet that I saw coming. Don't think. jinx us. <laughs> no, it's going to happen. No, 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 no. That's I. People always say like because you and I do a lot of event management, and they always say, "Oh, I hope everything goes well." I'm like, "No, no. Things are going to go wrong. It's up to us to make sure that whatever Put goes the wrong, out. we can yeah. fix it." Yeah. That's very much case management. And I, I love that you you mentioned your involvement in in this uh, this disaster training. That that someone who has a communications responsibility would, even though there's a there's it's logically you know fits perfectly that someone would have that training, but it was intense i mean you could mary you could now be deployed to assist boots on the ground front line with you know assessment and, right. and case management those kinds of things you've got the almost the full spectrum of it right oh, gosh. which is which is so it's more than just how do we communicate right you have this this really wonderful perspective yeah. and 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 i think I, I just i have to i have to mention this because it's it's such an important part like th- that that is that's one of the things that we do. Uh, we work really hard at Catholic Charities to do is to is to be um, to to be innovative, to be creative, to n- not get trapped in in so tightly defined roles that we that we can't be um, that we can't have this freedom mm-hmm. to to do these kinds of interesting things and be be useful and resourceful beyond just what our job right. description is. That's a top down uh, message, and that comes from um, that comes that that expectation is set by the bishop's office, by the vicar's office, and mm-hmm. and you mentioned Mr. Hickey, Kevin Hickey, our executive director, and you. <laughs> well, but 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 as the as the executives of the diocese and Catholic charities, they they empower us to do mm-hmm. that, and it's stepping outside of our little silos. I mean, it's easy to Absolutely. be wrapped up in it, but you need someone to push to, you out of there every now and then. The freedom <laughs> to come up with with uh, with new opportunities at how to serve, right? And, right. and and we're 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 mission driven and but but within that mission there is unlimited swath of, of how to yeah. serve. Um, I'm thinking of, of the IDA program. I just I think it would be interesting to listeners of this mm-hmm. podcast to share this because this is sort of something this would be the first time it's really kind of announced outside of um, the, even even our office here. So oh so we're talking about this IDA program. I, mean, I don't we'll build up the, 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 the <laughs> oh, uh, it'll be a little bit of a this better a be good, Andy. But, but anyway, we. Um, so we this IDA program has been we've been very successful and 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 I'll you know I'll, uh, we have some wonderful colleagues that work very hard in, in all of our programs and they get all of the credit for delivering the the tr- terrific services that we that we deliver but we're known throughout the quite frankly throughout the national network of IDA providers both within the catholic network of providers and and even other um, you know non-sectarian uh, providers and we get involved in in going to other other agencies to do trainings they consult with us and it's been it's been a, a great opportunity so there's a lot of a lot of really good knowledge and experience here and um, and and one of the things so we've we've recently been given a uh, a, a very generous grant from the Gennardi Foundation and it was the Gennardi Family Foundation that has been earmarked to continue the work of our of our IDA program 
and That's I told you great. about the suspension of the the. It is. It, we're we're so we're so grateful and and thrilled. Um, I told you about the suspension of the assets for independence from the federal government, but but we continue privately to think about how to continue to find these dollars to to, yeah. to continue to move this forward, and and. And there's there's so sort of the quote unquote announcement is it's really not an announcement as much as it is just a um, that we are we are uh, actively working on a new model. So everything we've done up till this point has been um, for post secondary education. So after high school and beyond, and and that could be any accredited university or college or or you know trade school anything that has you know accreditation. We're working on on thinking about how do we use gifts like the Gennardi Family Foundation and 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 even others to work creatively to potentially deliver this to uh, families that are that are struggling to pay for Catholic education hmm. before post secondary, so yeah. elementary, wow. middle, and, and high school. So we we are in conversation with as many people that will listen to us to try to do that both within in the diocese and even in other other catholic agencies and organizations throughout the country um and and it's and it's an exciting opportunity to be innovative yeah to take something that is that's works really well and we're really good at it and and to help leverage um the the money that's being invested in catholic education um from from dioceses from families right. from from donors uh, whoever it might be and and help them to to benefit from all of the wonderful work that we've done in terms of helping families become more financially stable make potentially a bigger investment but now effectively what happens is that that it triples that investment Right. Yeah. And, and, and could even go beyond that. So we feel it could have a, a terrific impact on on how um, Catholic education gets paid for by families that might might otherwise struggle and dioceses that might struggle to, to do that as well. Right. Um, there's no there's no uh, it hasn't been fleshed out yet, but we, we have we know we have we're on to something here. So that is exciting news. Yeah, we're it, it works. I tell you, I, I every time I come here, this is what I'm saying. People gotta if you are not making yourself familiar with your local Catholic charities uh, in in your diocese, I really recommend it. Um, we've done our best with probably limited success to promote everything that all the great work that's being done here. And every here's the other thing that people need to understand is every Catholic charity is a little different. Yeah. Um, so what happens in the for, with Catholic charities in the diocese of Camden may not be what is happening in Trent in Newark and Philadelphia and right. things right. like that. Yeah. So, but you should check it out because there's a lot more to it than I think what a lot of people think that Catholic Charities does. And and even in our case, we know that um, that some parishes don't understand what Catholic Charities right. does. Um, can you give, as we're coming up with our last five minutes here, can you give us a, an idea of what Catholic Charities, the Diocese of Camden, all the different programs that you work with? Oh. Well, maybe That's not, a hard maybe thing to them, sum up in five minutes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, a highlight reel. It, it, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to. We, we, we serve anyone who, who might be in need of, of assistance, um, uh, utility assistance, uh, if, if there's uh, uh, an emergency in, in their, in their uh, vulnerable, in their housing. Uh, it, we, we cut across all demographics of, of uh, 
uh, ages and and genders and and we we're, we obviously are, you know, would would never discriminate in any in any way shape or form. Um, we have uh, private and federal and state funding, lots of different programs that we we administer these grants. Um, uh, uh, there is no uh, typical client for us. We might work with a a veteran. We might work with uh, you know a, a working family. We might work with a single parent family. We might work with you know any any. It it, it 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 wouldn't matter. Um, uh, all of our offices offer uh, similar programs, um, so so you can go to any of our offices to to find assistance with um, sort of the, the the basic emergency assistance, food and shelter and and, and utilities, um, and then things like our veterans program is offered diocese wide. We have some sp- specific programs uh, that work with uh, individuals that are on public assistance who are in, who are trying to get uh, uh, full time employed. And, and those are done um, only in certain counties. Um, but, but anybody that walked into a ca- any of our offices and said, I'm trying to in- improve my employment situation or find a job, we would, we would be able to work with them. So I, you know, we have, we've got lots of wonderful programs that could, could, we could figure out how to help and, and, uh, and, and give them the service that they would yeah. need. Yeah. I, don't, I, I know I'm sort of being vague with it because it's, no, I think so that much. encapsulates really the mission yeah, very I mean, I well. Want people to think that we can be all things to everybody, but we, if, if we're, we're a great place to, to yeah. start. If we yeah. can't, we will, we will figure out a way to help. And then like, I, how are you going to throw a question like that with five minutes left at uh, Andy? <laughs> what do you want? That's a, I, I thought that, that was, was a, a great answer. encapsulation. And yeah. it is true. You know, Catholic Charities doesn't do everything. And sometimes, um, and that's sometimes some people forget that. And, yeah. and there are very specific programs that Catholic Charities, this Catholic Charities and all Catholic Charities provide. Uh, but where any any programs that Catholic Charities doesn't provide, you know, Andy is absolutely right. I've never heard of anyone here came looking for something that wasn't directed someplace where that could be provided mm-hmm. to them. Um, and, you know, as you pointed out, you know, this is not uh, as what how does Mr. Hickey put it? You know, we. At Catholic Charities, we're not just servicing Catholics. You know, they say, well, why oh, do you do this? Oh, I know the quote what, you're say, thinking Say the quote of. for me, because I always he, get it wrong. Oh, I hope I don't butcher it now. I hope he you always do. says we don't help other people because they are Catholic. We help people because we are Catholic. That's right. And embrace Catholic social teaching and Catholic identity. And right. and a little bit of irony to that is not everybody that works here is Catholic. Yeah. Actually, the I'd say the majority of people who, who work here are not Catholic, and that's perfectly fine as well. Right. You know, it's like... They understand they, that... Because it's Catholic a ca- social teaching, right? It's the Catholic of social teaching, and and yeah. and quite frankly, that was. I mean, when you that comes directly from from Jesus, and you know, you don't have to be Catholic, you don't have to be Christian. You can have an appreciation for what for Jesus's message to Earth to help our neighbor mm-hmm. and and look after our neighbors and care for people, and that's all that really Catholic charities yeah. is, right? Andy, thank you very much for coming on and all the great work that you do. Thank you, Andy. And Mary, thank you very much for for setting this up. And to our listeners, thank you all for listening. And we'll chat with you again next week. Thank you for listening to Talking Catholic.